What's up, everybody? Welcome to Witson Podcast. I'm your host, Devin, alongside my co-host, Joe, the show, and uh, let's get into it. So to start with, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we did a Facebook Live, and there were some people, there were several people that commented emails and stuff like that of topics. And one of them kind of that kept reoccurring was, you know, the uh, influx of violent crime with the juveniles. So, you know, we asked for these topics so that, you know, I guess we could start there and, and go into that. Cause we asked our viewers, you know, or listeners, you know, what they wanted to hear us discuss. And that was one that kept coming up a little bit more than the other one. So, you know, we can go down that one first, you know, and, and when it comes to these violent crimes of juveniles, you know, the first thing that keeps coming to mind is something we've talked about in other podcasts, which is school shootings. Uh, well, and, and to kind of give a little bit more backdrop, there has been a recent increase over the last several years of violent crimes amongst juveniles. So to me, the big question is what's going on? And I feel like it has a lot to do with the current environment, uh, with how people feel about police, you know, especially defunding them, uh, this sense of kind of lawlessness that's taken over youth's mind and resistance to authority. Uh, like we've always had in the past. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, you know, with everything going on in society, I mean, there's a lot that could even be said about the cops. I mean, you deal with that all the time. You know, I, I've, I, and if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me say both sides. You know, there's, there's good, and, and I've also said the bad, you know, and unfortunately here lately I'd say it's probably been more the bad side, you know, because there were some incidences where they're not releasing information and stuff like that, which I personally think it should be public. They don't necessarily agree with me on that, but so be it. So, you know, addressing those issues from the cops, you know, is one thing because I don't really know how much a cop can really do, you know, I say in preventing the crime, you know, because they're just the arresting agency for, you know, these type of things. So, you know, how much influence they'd have on that. Uh, well, you know, the being involved in your community is obviously a major part uh, of any law enforcement officer or really just anybody that's in kind of that uh, emergency response unit, whether you're a firefighter, EMT, you know, or police officer, I think you should be heavily involved in your community to know uh, who you're serving. And you know, the cops, the, you know, I a, say the EMTs, you know, maybe the EMTs and other things, you know, the cops aren't involved in stuff like that, you know, I mean, like, and I'm sure Shaq they are in some Lincoln places. was playing basketball with some youth. I mean, the, the video, I'm sure, was supposed to go viral as in like he probably recorded it knowing that it would look really good on him but either way he went out there and did it and he's super famous yeah you know, i mean i can't speak for you know the celebrities cops and all this other stuff and even cops in other places i'm Steven not there Singer. you know i can all i know on that is what i see what i hear but i can i can say you know for the area that we live in and some of the surroundings you know i don't i don't see that engagement you know at all from law enforcement uh, I, I would say recently, you know, as far as like Bartlesville Police Department and stuff, I've seen a few posts on them. Like the, I saw that they did something for New Year's Eve, you know, making sure that people drove home safe, which I thought was pretty cool. But it takes a lot more than that to really have your community feel your presence in a more meaningful way than just, hey, we're here to arrest somebody. Yeah, so they, so they yeah, I, I do remember seeing something like that. And I guess it depends on perspective. So they put this thing out there. You know, if you're too drunk to drive on New Year's, give us a call. No questions asked. You know, we'll give you a ride. I I don't see it that way. I'm not liking this big government conspiracy <laughs> thing, but I'm like, 
okay, from police department perspective, we can get somebody sit in the car, you know, it might be that person that has no warrant or, right. you know, whatever the case may be. And the next thing you know, you're going to jail because you're trying to do the right thing. You know, but you could always go back and argue and say, well, you should have done the right thing before or you were in trouble before. So they're actually like you know, looking so, for people. Yeah, sure. It's exactly <laughs> what I think it is. There. You know, yeah. but no, I mean, seriously, you know, yeah. I don't know that motive, but it's yeah. if, if that's not the case, you know, it's a it, good thing. You know? It is like, it's almost like when your parents tell you, hey, you need to let me know if something's going on in your life. Like if you're doing drugs or if you're out partying or, or having sex, whatever. How many kids are actually going to tell their parents, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's right. what I'm up to. Well, Same I thing. mean, I think that's, you know, part of part of the discussion and, you know, like the, you know, what we're supposed to be talking about, not crapping on cops right now, which, <laughs> which yeah. is violent crimes, you know, or crimes. I'd say more so violent crimes. I mean, you know, the petty stuff with minors is what it is, but, you know, the violent crimes and juveniles, you know, I think that's, you know, obviously that's what we're talking about. So, you know, I think the, you know, one of the things that come into that and to, to some level, you know, there's some statistics out there, but, you know, education does play a role. You know, I, sure. I think personally it plays a role in, into this. Now, I'm not going to say because somebody has C's and D's or, you know, they're barely getting by, is they're going to be a criminal, you yeah, know, by Not no by means. any means. Uh, well, and, you know, as far as the juvenile violent crime situation, to me it starts at home. You know, uh, most of the time these individuals who are committing violent crimes don't come from a background where both parents are in the home. You know, it's usually a single parent situation, you know, which only adds more pressure on that child. And then you combine that with living in a bad neighborhood, lack of education or extracurricular activities to keep them from getting into trouble. Um, so ultimately, this really falls back, number one, on the home. And then number two, the community itself kind of endorsing or promoting that behavior by not trying to, to do anything to rectify it. Yeah, I mean... You know, on the home side, I mean, there's a lot of things we've talked about in the past and several things, you know, like social media, stuff like that. Hey, you know, I guess I could play that card. But, you know, overall, what I'd say to some level in that, and, you know, I know the education side, but I think it has to fall back to some level, you know, on the parents. Definitely, yeah. And I mean, even as a single mom, you know, you still got to do your absolute best uh, to try and make sure that this child well, being a single mom, right. in my opinion, you know, as much as, you know, I know that's a hard life. You know, I, I'm personally walking that road right now, but that's not an excuse. Yeah. You know, it's not an excuse exactly. at all. I mean, you got to work, you've got things you got to do, you got to pay bills. Like, I get that. But, you know, like, you know, a lot of statistics, you know, you look at things, there's so many things you could, you could interject into this from both sides. But, you know, you start looking at the parents' involvement, as we just said, but, you know, a lot of it comes back to, you know, they say, well, they haven't been in school and, you know, they're out running the streets. You know, well, again, that's the parents' fault. Yeah, you I know, mean, because you despite what, you know, the parents would or wouldn't say about this, the law is pretty clear on this. Uh, you're responsible till they're 18 and yeah. you have that power till they're 18. And I don't think there's any jurisdiction around here, you know, from a parent standpoint, that's going to side with a kid if you're doing whatever, you know, not beating a kid or anything, but making sure they're in school and within your power to do so. I don't think there's any jurisdiction that's going to say that the parents are wrong. Uh, most of the time. I mean, the world's a crazy place right now. So, you know, at this point, if you can lose your parental rights if you tell your kid that they're not transgender or you push back against that then i'm sure they'd let it slide on something like education or your child's overall development uh beyond kind of on the single mom point though the only thing i guess i would push back on is 
you know, when you are in that grinding state, you know, and, and you don't have a college education, you don't have the a really good job, you know, and you're having to hustle every day to try and make ends meet, that's when it can get difficult. And especially if you don't have a, a support system or friends that are of a good influence, you know, that just makes it that much harder. Because who, you know, who do you give your kid to? Who do you... What daycare do you take them to? Well, I mean, you know, we could debate that, you know, from a single mom perspective, you know, and I'm not saying that that doesn't exist because it does, but I would also venture to say that some of these, I'm a single mom card, shut up with that nonsense because you're a single mom card because you won't let the dad be involved. That's Uh your own damn fault. No, I mean, there there is a lot of truth in that statement. Yeah, it's hard. And there's going to be a lot of people hating on here. It works both ways. It's men too, you know, but they, you know... It's just I'm not even going to say collectively. I'm not going to categorize, you know, all women as a whole. But there's people out there that play that. I'm a single mom card. You don't deserve to play that card because you're doing it yourself. Yeah, and I know plenty of dads right now that want to be involved in their kid's life and can't because the woman sees a check through that child support payment and does everything she can to keep the child from them. And that's it's terrible because not only is it greedy of a mom to want to try and get more child support money whenever you have a dad who wants to be actively involved, but you're also destroying the child because you're depriving them of a relationship with their father, Sure, which is insane. Yeah. And you know, and what, despite what people think about this, this does, I believe play out to why kids, you know, say have committed violent crime. Eh, I'm not going to go that far with it, but why they act out, why they get in trouble because they see this crap play out between their parents. Well, and you know, you talk about them seeing things, you know, I know you kind of discounted social media a little bit, but I think it has a gigantic influence on kids' lives today because, you know, they're on it 24-7. They, they see the school fight videos. They see the, the mass shooter videos. They see all the anger and frustration and this, you know, questioning of power and politics. Uh, you know, number one, that's extremely confusing. But number two, you know, we're, we're starting to see a new wave of, I, I call it programming, ultimately, you know, this idea or concept that everyone is created equally and you know we should all start on the you know same level or the same starting point it's absurd that's not how life works you know you have to grind every day you have to choose to make your life better and it doesn't matter how much a government or local community tries to push to make things equal like to get more equality uh the more you're going to see people living in more poverty because it, it just it lessens the standard of living for people overall trying to make everything fair yeah i mean you know the, the bottom line of it is there's smart people and there's dumb people you know i i i yeah you know and it depends on the subject matter because i'd fall into i think both you know i don't try to be arrogant so oh, i know everything you know a lot of people think i do but i don't yeah, you know I, I mean there's a lot of areas i'm i'm ignorant and dumb in whatever word you want to reject so being on the same playing field no it's not i mean there's scientists stuff like that i don't understand that stuff you know, you start getting the alphabet. I mean, the alphabet and math, you know, great. I know math. I know the alphabet. You start combining the two, not my thing. So, I mean, and it doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't make you dumb. There's just people that's more talented that whatever. But, you know, so the subject, you know, because we could chase this, you know, but, you know, the social media aspect, I know I think it's valid because I think in the social media aspect, among amongst other things, especially, you know, school and stuff like that, environments, is there's a, an over amount of, I think there's peer pressure involved in it. Not a ton. Well, and you think about, so, you know, you have 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids out there who are watching 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds who are influencers 
And not that they actually believe what they're saying, but they're saying it because they know it'll get attention and views. So you have an entire generation that's being misled by the next generation up just for the same or the sense of liking views and trying to make money. <coughs> so it's almost like they're selling out the next generation and robbing them of what we all know to be true, which is you got to work hard every day, mm-hmm. respect others. Uh, the system does work if you actually apply yourself. Now, is it extremely difficult to make everything work and, and to get to that level that you want to be at? Absolutely. But that's everything in life. Nothing comes easy the older you get, you know, whether it's yeah, maybe walking. The, maybe a little wisdom comes, I yeah. think, as you get older and stuff like that, you know. and, and so. Yeah, I, I'm conquering that one every day. It's the one thing I am successful at. Beard turns white. You know, that one too. I've still got a little a little pepper left. Not much, but the salt is definitely taking over. It's very well seasoned. That's what that is. So, you know, but no, seriously, I mean, so peer pressure, you know, from, from all aspects, you know, from the school. I mean, I, I get it. I don't know. I don't really couldn't say as far as violent crimes how much, you know, there is peer pressure. I get it, but. No, no. Well, and too many and situations where people juveniles, the the rate of group uh, offenses goes astronomically up, meaning that they're committing these you know armed robberies, carjackings, uh, theft from stores in groups. And like I, I'm sure you've scrolled through social media and you've seen like in places like L.A. where you know you have 20, 30 people running into a store and coming out with handful of of clothes or, and jewelry. Yeah, I mean, you see it's it. It's insane. You see it all the time. And, you know, yeah. some of these, you know, supposedly good movements, I'm not going to go there today because that's the podcast in itself. You know, supposedly good movements out there. No, they're not because that's what they're showing these kids. Yeah, they're showing they're it's okay. You know, and, and the parents, you know, there's a sect of parents, I think there's a lot of parents that condone, you know, this type of stuff. You know, that's not freedom of speech. That's not that's not what that is. That's just straight up it's criminal them activity. Pushing their own ideology on their children. Right. And you know, they, they accept that. They let it be and, and approve that it's okay. And so it's I my opinion is bad parenting. It is what it is, you know. But you know, so anyway, so you got the peer pressure side, you know, you talked about, you know, these groups and stuff like that. So I did a little bit of research on it. And so the C T insider it's a website out there, you know. It says review of data by Harvest Connecticut Media Group shows many school shootings in the U.S. were carried out by minors or young adults, predominantly young men and boys under 21 years old. In 29 of 62, so just for all practical purposes, say half, the shooting incidents recorded by these facilities, I'm kind of speeding it up, between 2000 and 2019, the offender was younger than 18, and this is according to, according to them, it's from the FBI, and an additional 10 of these shooters were between 18 and 21. Um, data also shows at least 59% of the 2,275 school shootings uh, researchers recorded from the 70s forward were committed by someone under 21. That's a problem. Yeah, no, it clearly shows mental health crisis. Uh, and, and in a very um, sped-up way, like uh, even whenever I was going to high school, six years ago like it you hardly ever heard about a school shooting number one but then beyond that you know people were still interacting like snapchat had just came out you know and so that was yeah, getting a little crazy <laughs> um, let's go let's that, go with the snapchat yeah, thing how uh, about that but anywho you know even in just a, a short amount of time the 
amount of consumption through cell phone usage mm. in youth, it, it's completely changed the landscape. You know, I, I think that's what why people have such a hard time taking uh, criticism. And so, and because beyond that, you're going home every day, you're getting bullied online, come to school, you're getting beat up or whatever. And so your life sucks. And then your parents aren't there. You know, they're working all the time or they just don't care about you. And so before you know it, you find a, a community online that's willing to support you committing. Well, I mean, essentially you know, we're kind of shooting and think gangs come into play and stuff like that. You know, you know, yeah, it's always been that way, you know, for a very long time, like underprivileged youth who don't have the best home life get picked up by gangs because it, it's a brotherhood. It's right. It's its own well, version of a family. So just to do some, because we've talked about social media and, you know, read some of these things. I want to read another thing from another that's secureteen.com, whatever words of source that is. I just wanted, I thought it was funny when I read this. It says many secure. school offer courses, seminars, and lectures that are on teen involvement in gang sex and criminal behaviors. Now listen to this. These seminars open up their eyes and make them closely see reality. That's that's statement number one. I, I, I'm going to go somewhere with that. The other statement they say when they will not attend these seminars, and they make this a statement, they won't understand their importance. Okay, so first off, these seminars open up their eyes and make them seem close to reality. Okay, when you're teaching kids, especially teenage boys, and call it for what it is, and they're talking about sex education, it's going to be one of two ways. They're going to be completely turned on, or they're going to be completely turned off. Okay, now, just for the sake of the argument on this, just the crap you get off social media, they're making this statement like if they attend these things... It will say sex education. They're not going to have sex. They go, oh, my gosh, it's a reality check. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, that's not how that works, now? you know. And, you know, same thing with criminal behaviors, gangs. And if that was the freaking case, this stuff wouldn't be happening. Well, and what I, I was going to kind of go a different direction. You know, they're giving these people a sense of reality. So what are you showing them porn? Yeah, I don't know what. Like, I don't know why on? they would make these statements like that. Because these are like, I mean, and I, I, mean I, I read it verbatim from what they said. And I was just like. You know, I was blown away that they would make such a statement that way. Um, again, and, and I'm sure there's probably maybe not what they meant. I'm just picking it apart. from. I'm just using that to say, you know, just because it's out there on social media. And, and parents, unfortunately, because they don't know how to raise their kids, I, there's a lot of people that that's what they rely on. They Google something on how to, you know, do this yeah, or how to do yeah. that. It, it's real. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? This stuff happens. So and every time you find out you're dying or you have like cancer or some yeah, type of mental disease, Google doctors are yeah. horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, so anyway, you know, so there's a lot of things in there, you know, that I think that's good in schools, you know, like teaching about gang, sex, criminal behaviors. Is there a place for that in school? You know, I, I'm 50 50 with it, you know, because. You know, I teach my kids about these things. You know, I'm not scared to talk about these things. Now, there's parents that aren't. So, I mean, I guess if you're, you know, that, then that's where I'm 50-50. Should it be taught in a school? No. But on the same hand, yes, because it's not getting taught at home. So somebody's got to do it. Well, I, I kind of look at, you know, you, you bring up the, the gang situation and, and that side of things. And that that's a really tough spot to be in because as a young person, especially, like if you're growing up inner city, whatever, and you see some guy balling out of control. He's got a nice watch, great shoes, always has the freshest outfits, nice car, and all he's doing is selling some dope. I mean, how would that not be enticing? So, like, how do you overcome that? Well, well, I it kind of goes back to that family home life situation. Sure. So it, you know, it, it's really hard to try and tell a kid, hey, don't 
do that whenever you see so many things that you want coming out of that situation. The only negative is that it's illegal and you could go to jail for the rest of your life. Or yeah, I mean, but if they're running the streets anyway, that really doesn't factor in. And a lot of, you know, I say a lot of them, but some of these statistics, look at, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll break it down. I'll put it and give you a big, long definition. I can, but I'll put it in simple terms for you. These people are piss poor broke. They see a guy out here hustling on the street, making making money. Why would they not want to do that? And that's what you're saying. I mean, it only makes sense. And and so you have to counter that, you know. And and so it does require a lot of things because you know, if again going down that road, you introduce another thing that that I believe contributes to some of these you know violent crimes, which is substance abuse. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think again because a kid smokes a joint or drinks a beer that you know they're going to go do something that crazy however you know whenever that starts spiraling out spiraling out of control which it will quickly as a kid because it's proven that that happens in adults why we have alcoholics that's why we have drug addicts right you know so when it happens as a kid and then you have the lack of parents involvement putting their foot down it's probably that's probably i got some degree i got there anyway so now you have this even bigger issue yeah you know and you know, you can control these things as parents. It's it's your it's it's involvement. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and trying to find a, a real solution that's going to work. And you know, does that require you to overanalyze your child and to be? I'm not going to say like a helicopter parent, but close to it. I, I, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with a helicopter parent. You hover over them when they step out of line. You bust their ass. You shoot them. Done with it. No, yeah. no, you don't shoot your kids. <laughs> shoot but you know, you, it's it's the analogy. You know, like. Yeah. The, 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 I use that all the time. It, whatever, you know, the thing of it is, you can call it helicopter parenting, you can call it whatever parenting you want. Yeah. The thing of it is, where we're at in 2023 now, you know, where we're at in society, it, it, it wouldn't matter what four, three or four forms of parenting you use, it's better than what a lot of them are doing. Yeah, which is nothing. Exactly. Uh, well, and I guess to kind of take it all back to the original point of, you know, why are our kids committing violent crimes at a higher rate? I think the... The simple answer is because as a society, we don't want to do anything to stop it. You know, we, we promote violence, <coughs> whether it's in films, video games, social media. Uh, you know, I mean, combat sports, I, I like watching the UFC, but that in and of itself kind of promotes violence. So we, we glorify it, but then we also look down on people that actually do it in real right. life. You know, but we're willing to show someone getting killed on screen uh, or you know, slasher film, whatever. Well, you look and at this. The, we have the real issue right there. We have you know these educational meetings for parents. You know, oh, did you know these apps exist? Yeah. Did you know these kids have these access to these video games? That tells you how disconnected parents are. Yeah, that tells you yeah. they're not looking at the cell phones because every one of those freaking things, you know, that I've seen, that I've attended, that I've heard, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know he did that. I'm like, yeah. are you stupid? That's like private that mode. tells me you're not <laughs> looking at their phone. Like. Yeah. Everybody on this freaking planet knows when there's two calculator apps on a phone, we're like, huh, I wonder what's in the other one. You uh, know, I'm like, calculus? this is common. I mean, maybe not common knowledge, but you've got to look at these things. Look at your kid's history. Look at, you know, whatever, because the thing of it is the bottom day, bottom, bottom line at the end of the day, that kid has to answer to you until yeah. he's 18. Yeah. And, and if he doesn't like it, phone. even after 18, 19, 20, still do it. I don't care if you don't like it. You know what? There's other places to live besides mooching off mom and daddy. That's the world. That's, that's, that's how you deal with these things. If they want that privacy, they want that control, have them pay their own dang bill. So what I'm saying is the parents yeah, aren't involved. Use your authority, you know, and use your power and so and leverage, which 
it kind of leads up into the next thing, you know, that ties into this. But so, you know, in my opinion, they're not being held accountable for their actions and the, which comes and leads to the next thing to talk about is there's not really any consequences. Yeah. Well, and that's actually kind of one of my questions is, do you think that juveniles should be charged as adults? You know, if the, basically, uh, well, if you're I can answer old that. enough to do the crime, you're old enough to do the time. Exactly. Old enough to do the crime, old enough to do the time. Yeah. Sure. And that's easy to say. <laughs> it's easy to say because do you say this crime, that crime, or are we talking generally? You know, so that's the thing. Because is there things that we should, a kid steals something, which most kids are going to do yeah. at some point. Do you, do you put them on probation, fine them? you know, whatever else, it's hard, man, because at one side, the human side says, well, they're just kids, they're learning. The other side is, is like I just said, you've got to hold them accountable. You know, the core of me says, yeah, you've got to level the playing field. Well, you've got to hold them accountable for sure. Well, my issue, one of the biggest issues that, that comes to my mind is, and there's several, but the biggest thing is, is why do we have different, why would, and we do, but why do we have different set of rules for adults and different set of rules for kids? I mean that you go and shoot somebody, murder, okay, you get charged this way as an adult. A kid does that at a, at a younger age has a different sentence. I don't, I don't agree with that because in fairness to that, let's flip it the other way. This kid's still maturing. He's still the, you know, whatever. Okay. 30-year-old goes out and shoots somebody, murder. What about the 80-year-old that's losing his freaking mind? It happens, it prob- yeah. and probably is as predominant as these school shooting stuff we're talking about. No, it, it doesn't. The thing of it is, it does happen. And so as they get older, since they don't have much life left, you say, well, you know, they don't have much life left. We should give them an extra. We should not really push them that hard and, so they can enjoy the rest of their life. It's a reverse psychology per yeah. se. But you see, that's why I believe rules have to be set and, and followed. Me. The second point into that, which there's many, is I don't really know that it freaking matters because we have rules set already for adults, the, the standard that we don't even enforce yeah, anyway. Know, right? So yeah, to some degree, I don't even know that it matters. Uh, well, the first thing I would say, you know, obviously, yes, you got to hold kids 100% accountable for their actions. If they steal from a store, you know, to me, it kind of, in some way, shape, or form, you have to teach them the life lesson of the importance of why you don't steal. I think a ton of it comes down to kids need more therapy. You know, they, they don't talk to real human beings enough anymore. Yeah, because it's bad parenting. It's what we just talking. Uh, I mean, it, it, it Yeah, I mean, I and mean, your parents should be your therapist in some way, shape, or form, especially growing up. You know, they should be your main provider for knowledge and support. Um, but if you're not getting that, I do think there should be more therapeutic options. Not so much like... Uh, family services type stuff where they're coming in and taking care of the whole family and intervening in situations like that. But I'm talking as an individual, you know, whether you're six, 12, 16, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you should have somewhere where you can vent your feelings, get your thoughts out there against a objective point of view that is going to give you good advice. Yeah. To me, that but to me, everything. that's that I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but to me, that's, somebody that's here, not here, because in most circumstances, 
you're not needing, you know, a, another therapist or something right off the bat. That's after somebody's done something. Somebody's, you know, it's already kind of got to some point. Maybe not the severe side, yeah. but it's already got to some point. And so it's that core. And we talked about some of these issues, substance abuse, bad parenting, you know, all these other things, peer pressure. But I do think it's important that, you know, there's some consistency for the severity of the crime, which is kind of another way of what I said, you know, but I think it's also, you know, in some degree, if we start enforcing things on kids and trying like adults, just, and everybody says, Oh, try them like adults. Okay. Let's not use that word because it does sound very threatening. Yeah. And harsh. Keep the playing field level. If you commit murder, doesn't matter how old you are, here's what happens. Yeah. So keep the, keep the playing field level. Cause that's what we want in America, right? Everybody should be treated equal. (laughs) Oh, until it comes to this. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's now it's another topic. See, that's the problem. You, you can't have you cake and eat it too. You know, this old yeah. saying go cart before the horse. You mean many other things. Well, see, this is where America is so screwed up because, you know, they they do want this. Everything should be pretty equal. We should men and women and da 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 whatever. Oh, until your little baby did something stupid, and now those rules shouldn't apply. Yeah. So yeah, now you want a lesser. Anyway, sentence. he's a good boy. I say that because I think that when we level that playing field, per se, there's it's it's going to teach and some by example, accountability. Well, obviously, I, I would take it a step further and say, yeah, yeah, hold everybody accountable and have a, a equal playing field so that way nobody's held above or below the law. But I would take it a step further and say, we need to change the prison system itself. You know, I think the, the problem of it is, regardless of whether you're an adult or a child, whenever you enter that building and you're there for a month, a year, 10 years... You walk out, and most of the time, you're the same person or worse. And so the fact that we haven't done anything to really, truly try to address this is insane. And, you know, one thing that kind of makes me think of uh, is 60 Days In. You know, whenever on the the last season that they had, there was a couple contestants that went out of their way to teach them, hey, here's how you start your own little flipping business. Sure. Uh, Or here's a, a talent show that we can do to entertain ourselves and kind of improve camaraderie. You know, those kind of things are so simple, but so well, there's things out there, you know, and it's funny, it's funny you say that, you know, and, and yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. You know, I, you know, initially when we first started the pod, you know, was talking about the law enforcement stuff like that. And I'll, and I'll throw another one out there just to show you how crappy they are in my opinion, not all of them. And, 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 and for any of the law enforcement that's hearing this, I don't care. I'll defend it. I'll defend it anytime. If the shoe fits, freaking wear it, yeah. you know, and, and this may be, maybe not in law enforcement, maybe for just freaking from the head sheriff doing his job and doing things, advocating yeah. the things need to be city councils, you know, you name Policies. it. Um, but, and I'm not going to mention names in it, but I've talked to two different officers here in the County and, uh, you know, there's no, Basically, mental health down here. No help at all. Yeah. That's sad. Um, because we do know that there's people, you know, um, that need it. I know, I, and unfortunately, in this situation, I know somebody down there personally that has done stuff. Um, they still did, you know, did what they did. It didn't, you know, kill nobody or anything. Um, but they, their issue is they've been mentally diagnosed. They, they need mental help, and they're not getting it. And so meaning be, like the department isn't paying for their mental health. Yeah, sure. You know, therapy, and, whatever. Exactly. Okay. You know, and, and if they're going to detain them in there, they should provide that because, you know, unfortunately in his situation, because of lower income and, and the status he is and, and, and many other, many, many other factors besides that, he needs this help and it's the only way he's going to get it. 
So, you know, my thing is, is we're, we're going to put these people in prison and we expect them to be rebuilt, rehabilitated when they get out. We're not doing that. We're not doing that if we're not helping yeah. them show, like you were saying, how this guy in, in this in this video or documentary was showing, like, hey, here's some ideas to kind of make money. Do some yeah. side hustle, legal, so legal simple. side hustle. Yeah. You know, we should be also providing them with, with the mental health they need. And, I, you know, I look at it, too, is like if, you're, if this guy's in a prison, we're not forcing this crap on you, mm-hmm. you know, but, hey, if this guy's like, you know, I would – but hey, the way I look at it, it wouldn't matter if there was fifty inmates in there and all fifty of them said, "Hey, man, I'll talk to that shrink an hour a day. Yep. Let them. Yeah, who knows? You might make a dent on one. Yeah, you know, let them do it. And, and sure, people would take advantage of that system because they're going, "Hey, I can get away for yeah, an hour. For an hour, yeah. But hey, let Over them time, because yeah. that that person can really change the mental health of that person. So, you know, anyway, it's sad that we don't have that. Yeah. And so, there's a lot of facilities like that. They don't have somebody that. Um, can can meet these needs um, from that aspect. So, well, that actually, it's funny. You, you know, you kind of bring up the fact that they're not spending money on mental health and stuff like that in prisons, and that makes me think of the what got me into podcast was I listened to a conspiracy theory podcast where they went over the prison industrial complex, and it's basically privately owned prisons that are for profit in America that inmates get sent to as a priority over government-ran facilities. Uh, and so what they do is they have contracts where they have a, a 98 or 99% capacity guaranteed at all times yeah. if the government's going to get a discount. And so what does that promote? It promotes well, it's like perpetual... A, it's almost <laughs> like a school lunch program. The more yeah. people you get, the more money you get. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's insane. And, you know, I would even Crazy. I would even say this, because I know there's people listening to this. If I am wrong, I would like for any cop to call me personally. Most of them that know, they know my number. If not, talk around, you get it. Call me personally. I will publicly address this situation if I'm wrong. Like about I mental health yes, situation? Yes, if yeah. I am wrong, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in prove it too. to me. And I will publicly address what our law enforcement is doing or our community is doing to help our, our prisoners, our, you know, the inmates, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. If I'm wrong, correct me. Well, and the officers, too. Dude, these guys go through traumatic situations. They do. They need help, basis. too. You know, I mean, I'm sure they probably have more than the inmates, but I guarantee you it's not enough, especially for just how dangerous their job is and the type of stress they go through. You know, then you got just add in any kind of home problems. Right. And you have a recipe for disaster, you know, on a, a daily basis with mm-hmm. somebody that's meant to protect and serve. No, they knew they you need know. help and it should be available to, I, I personally think they should have somebody, you know, and maybe they do because that part I don't know, yeah. but I would hope that they would have somebody pretty much available 24 seven for law enforcement, yeah. you know, boom, right off the bat, you got an issue calling because they, they do, they've got a hard life you know, the stuff they're called to do, and, and unfortunately, and see. you know, exactly. Oh. There's a lot of PTSD involved in that aspect, but just in balancing that with home and, you know, marriages and stuff, yeah, it's hard. So they, they need people and skill to be able to help help the cops out with that. And I think it would help them out too. So they're not taking their frustration, anger, you know, whatever. I'm not saying that's all of them, but it does happen. You 100%. Know, taking yeah. that on people. So, so yeah, I mean, so so the bottom line of it is, the reason why I bring that up yeah, it's not to bash the cops. It's not. It's to set the platform to say this. If adults ain't getting it in jail, yeah, why would our kids? kids so you get some juvenile that we obviously know at that state is obviously something's not something's yeah. not firing on all cylinders upstairs. Or they're misled, whatever. Yeah, so there's definitely some sort of mental illness there, yeah. and it's not happening in adults. So if we, if we just shove them in to an adult prison, we know 
that they're not going to get the help they need. I, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but I think it's somewhere around 70% of all youth offenders that are in the prison system or the juvenile system uh, either have a mental health issue or a substance abuse problem. Mm-hmm. And that tells you everything you need to know about how to solve violent crimes and, and just crimes in general among youth. And, and that's exactly how you do it. Treat their mental health and give them the help that they need, the services that right. are going to improve their life. And then let these kids smoke weed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that weed's the answer for everybody. <laughs> no, but no, no. Uh, no, because I mean, that's better than math. But no, I mean, they need help. And that's the thing with adults, you know, to some degree, it's like, well, they're in prison, they're staying there for the rest of their life. Okay, fine. I, valid point. Don't waste your resources. They're not going anywhere. Well, but and put I, your I money. do want to clarify. I, I don't think. Anybody under the age of 18 should smoke weed. Uh, I think that that is a bad parent. Did you? Uh, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, hypocritical. Well, I, oh, okay. I Hypocrit- did. I did. Hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I get it. But, yeah, no, I, I want to make that clear. There's a time There's a time and place for things, and I'm not going to advocate either way on it. You know, that's, but again, parents are involved. You know, there again, you're going to have that. Yeah. Are they going to control every aspect of it? No, I'm not here to say that that's going to yeah. happen. Um, but they can control some of that aspects of things. So, Anyway, so the kids going into these systems, you know, I think that one of the things you have to look at, you know, is we have to, we, one, we have to take into account of the maturity of the child. And again, there's got to be somebody more skilled. Yeah. That you can just like, oh, you know, he's 15 years old. He's 10. He's, you know, yeah. Uh-huh, mentally, yeah. But, yeah. you know, so. I think there's a lot of intelligent kids out there, you know, because in today's world, you know, we're taught to be consumers. You know, you're not taught to really engineer something new or to innovate and be creative anymore. You're, you're just taught to kind of be a sheep, you know. Hey, buy this latest product, this newest shoe, this latest phone, the newest console, whatever. Yeah. You know, don't try and, and accumulate wealth. Don't try and better yourself to put yourself in a good position in life. And that's what that breeds is hopelessness. And whenever you're hopeless about your life and your situation, you make irrational decisions. And so I think there really needs to be just a kind of come to Jesus moment, you know, for both society, but also youth themselves have to make that choice of, hey, I want better, so I'm going to be yeah. better. Well, don't get me wrong, because I think society is is a big issue in this, because I think that, you know, society has said, parents, you can't do this to your kids now yep. because of this. So And, and, and so, you know, I, and I'm not retracting anything I said by no yep. means. But there's parents out there. They're scared to discipline their kids because they're worried about, you know, yep. such and such coming in, such and mm-hmm. such get you know revolved. But I'm like, if you're not or doing anything, breaking their kids' heart, you know, yeah. Man. Well, that's because that's where they're like they're more worried about being a friend than yeah. a parent. That's an age old problem you for know. sure. So, you know, I, you know, also when you get into these issues with kids, you know, going to prison, whether male or female, I think there's a, a big risk there too. Um, one could say, I mean, for, for sexual stuff, you know, um, because, yeah, yeah. You, you know, there's all, there, it's like you hear all these horror stories and you see it on TV, what prisons are, Big you know, but so you put this, you know, 14 year old kid in there, 50, I mean, he can't defend himself. It just is yeah, what it is yeah. from, from any aspect, whether it's, you know, from sexual stuff to whether it's just getting beat up, you know, taking it, just taking advantage of, and that, and forced I'm sent to a gang. That, that definitely yeah, happens. I mean, internally, I mean, they could they could get this kid in because yeah. obviously they're going to be looking that young person's in that situation definitively would be looking for a way in just for protection, yeah, just for protection, and that's so, the thing you know, in exchange for protection, 
you got to run these drugs, you got to stab this guy, you know, you're you're in deep. Quick. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Uh, but and, you have to do that to survive. And so, so crazy trade off. So with that, just that piece of information, would that be productive in re- rehabilitating that person to society? No, it's no, not. It doesn't. Uh, but there is a level of you sit in time out, and most of the time, kids come out acting a little bit better. So I, I do think there's a, a balance of, yeah, they, they need to have their rights taken away from them to see, you know, number one, how fragile democracy is, but also the importance and the value of the freedom to go where you want, to say what you want, to do what you want legally, uh, instead of kind of promoting, you know, hey, next time I, I get arrested, either way, I'm doing 10 to life, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to... You know, say F it and, yeah, I mean, kids, and do whatever. You know, I've personally seen this, you know, from my previous job, you know, and, and it can be validated. Um, kid came in, stole some stuff, caught him, done deal, called the cops. So the rest of the kid, an hour later, this kid is sitting in the freaking parking lot with his mom. So, I mean, that's that's the consequences you go down there, you get fingerprinted, and, and they just say, "Okay, oh, you're a kid. See ya." I mean, there's no, yeah. con- there's a, yeah. basically, there's no consequences. Yeah, you make that you kid know, sit I mean, in jail for a night, he'd and be so shook. you you see these things of people getting murdered and all this other stuff, and you know they're getting out five, six years because they're worried about, oh, well, it's a kid and stuff like that. I mean, I get it, but let's be fair to the laws. Let's let's try to be fair. So, in America, I believe it's 18, but either way, in order for you to stand jury duty, you have to be old enough to vote, which is 18. Okay, so keep that in mind. Have to be 18 to stand jury duty, 18-year-old to vote. Now, the way that trials work is you can be tried with a jury of your peers. 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old cannot be legally tried by a jury of his peers because they are not old enough to stand in court. I, my only argument to that would be who would want to put their lives in the hands of another 13 or 14 year old? Well, kid? you know, I think that, I don't know, man, because I think that, that it, could, it could go either yeah. ways because the thing of it is you got to look at this from, from really that's a legitimate question I think to be asked because the thing of it is you, you your jury panel would be 30, 40, 50 year old, whatever, yeah. oh, that's you true, know, yeah. people that's parents. Mm-hmm. You well, just, we'll just say you shot up a school, you killed somebody. Now, obviously, I have my opinion, and I'm sure that people have probably heard me talk would know what my opinion is, what to do with that person. However, you're being tried by a jury of your peers, 30, 40, 50-year-old people that's got kids, grandkids, stuff like that. Yeah, They're going to hang yeah. him out to dry. Yeah. Period. But, okay, but the other half of that, number one, I'm sure defense attorneys love this right now, the thought of all they have to do is convince a couple teenagers that this guy's innocent or he's not guilty, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of take it a step further than that, you know, I feel like that's whenever every trial of a adolescent would be like an OJ Simpson trial. You know, it, it's going to be big news and they're going to let people off just because they'd rather say F you to the system and right. the cult, you know, the culture that kind of perpetuated all this stuff to happen. And so I think you'd see actually a lot of injustice carried right. out. Well, I mean, yeah, there's valid points in it because you'd have this uproar and you'd have it for to some degree until it happened twice, three times, and somebody started setting the precedence. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not running from that question. I think that's a very valid it, question. It totally is, and it, it does kind of show that 
you know, there, there's definitely some flaws in what mm-hmm. equality is. Uh, and, and we're always going to have issues with that because I don't think there's such thing as equality. Um, but, you know, kind of to bring it back, I guess, to that court situation, you know, it it's almost like people want that kind of chaos and, and discord. And as a society, you know, we thrive on seeing people do crazy crazy cool things but also crazy horrible things Mm -hmm. you know that's why the dark web exists that's why crazy porn's out there you know it people have this kind of dark side to them as it is and so you know you start giving young kids power like that you know it could be dangerous uh for society but just like oj simpson or somebody else typically if that person got off you know for like a major crime that everyone knew they committed they do something else. Yeah, you I know, mean, it doesn't take long. That's the thing. I mean, you know, and we're talking violent crime, so the it would be murder, you. rape, you know, school shooting, stuff like that. You know, I mean, no, put them in prison. Yeah, they well, should be charged. I mean, my, I mean, everybody's looking for my opinion. I'm going to give it. If you're gonna, if you're gonna commit those type of crimes, violent crimes, you should be charged as an adult. And you, if the life sentence 100%. for somebody that murdered somebody is life then you get life. Yeah, 50 years. You know, and I can understand, and, and the society is because, well, they're kids. Uh, it, well, man. the kid freaking thought of it. Yeah. He didn't just accidentally right. just freaking grab a gun and start shooting up school. Yeah. I mean, there was, yeah, there was some, medit- some premeditated stuff there. Yeah. Um, so, no, they should hold them accountable. And I would not want to be on the flip side of that, whether it be a jury, a judge, or whatever, that would let that person back out. Because then yeah. I would feel responsible when they do it again. Because statistically, and I have looked at this stuff, statistically, the kids that have been in prison, they come out the worse. same way or worse, yeah, typically worse. worse than yeah. what they went in. Yeah. So, you know, if they want to live, that's fine. That's why you get life, not the death penalty. Right. Uh-huh. So you're saying if you're going to lock them up, just Man, let them, let them stay there. I mean, you can't, you can't take that yeah. risk. You know, it sounds harsh, yeah. but the thing of it is, is I don't think what we're looking at when we have these conversations, it's easy for us to have an opinion, me and you talking about it, Right. but let's change this role. What if that was your daughter that got shot in one of those school shootings? Yeah, you know, it's extremely You would tell that person, yeah. rotten hell, I don't care if they ever get out. That's what your answer to some fashion, some yeah. form, your opinion would be. For a long time, I think, but... Well, I, I, I feel like there's kind of this trend along, you know, survivors of horrible situations similar to that where uh, certain family members let it go and they, they forgive that person and they move on. And that was going to kind of bring me to this point of I remember listening to a podcast where this guy from India was talking about if someone commits a murder over there, I think the most they do is like 10 years, 10 or, or 20 years. And during that time, while they're in prison, they're rehabilitating them, figuring mm-hmm. out what the problem is, you know, this, what the solution for that individual uh, is. And when you have 10 years, that's a lot of time to work on yourself. And so they actually do come out better, and they're accepted back into society. And that's kind of a, a beautiful thing about humanity is that you could commit a horrible, atrocious crime, change, and then become a, a completely different person that is bettering the world rather than hurting it. Yeah. But the sacrifice that you have to make for something like that to happen is to give up that sense of justice. Well, you know, I mean, I can understand. It's like eye for an eye, you know, and most people just can't get past that initial feeling 
for for years right and, you know, and that's tough. you know, like or, I get or, that from parents, you know, and I think that there's a little bit misunderstanding, maybe misunderstanding, maybe on my part, but in the way you're saying it is, well, they forgive and they move on. You're right. Then that's fine. But forgiveness does not necessarily mean that they're not punished for what they did. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying, you know, something like 10, 20 years in prison to me seems like a bare minimum for mm-hmm. committing a murder. But on the other hand, it kind of a maximum too like i think that's kind of the the sweet spot if the goal is to send them in there to change them yeah i mean you know, and see the thing of it is, is do the same thing then yeah throw away the key you know and i've read several several articles and things and you know one thing i never read any of them say is how come we don't have juvenile prisons no, none of them said they got juvie and they've got all yeah. these stupid little things. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about that. You're talking like max. Security. I'm talking about a like an adult prison, for exactly kids. like it, but it's for 18 and younger. Would there be a playground? Yeah, you probably. You'd probably have to have freaking building blocks out there yeah. and stuff yeah. like that because we got we got we got to be fair. Yeah, you we got to be fair. It's gotta gotta have you a know. place to play for that so, hour. Well, I mean, but no, you're funnily saying yeah. that, but it brings me to another point, and and my other point that. We, so we talked about being a jury of the peers. So yeah. here's the other argument, is which this is, I would say, kind of twofold. At what age do you say, try it as a kid, try it as an adult? And the reason I say that is this. So adult, standard, 18 years old. Well, right. This happens at 17 and a half. You're, so, and here's what they mm-hmm. say. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the premise for that. Because the argument seems to be, the general consensus argument seems to be this. It's, well, they're kids. They're not kids until they're 18 or whatever, but, and their mind is not fully developed. One, they're not fully developed at 18. Yeah, That's proven. 25. That's, that's yeah. proven. Um, so what could you tell me differently? I'm not asking this for your answer. Yeah. I, I'm obviously going to get that. <laughs> but what's the difference between somebody that's 17 and a half and somebody that's 18? Now, now we could argue 13 and 18. Totally. You know, yeah. we could totally argue that easily. Yeah. Just but because of 17 hormones. and 18, 17 and a half, 18? Yeah. Uh, no, well, I, don't, uh, I don't see that. Kind of prove that point. Think about how many 17-year-old girls out there that are more level-headed and mature than 20-year-old <coughs> males. By whose standard? Uh, I, I think there's a lot of dumb guys out there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and there's a lot of dumb girls. I think they just oh, hold themselves totally. a little bit better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're more mature. <coughs> you know, they, they got a little bit more... Secrets? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, what woman doesn't? Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't see the uh, this generation comparing it to mine as mature. Yeah, well, I, totally for sure. I, I think even me at twenty five, I've got a long way to go. Yeah, the, this generation has a, a lot of. I mean, you know, we could say, you know, we obviously oh, everybody likes like snowflake. Well, there there's like this different realm. You know, and the stuff there. There's very man the, the games, the militia. The, the I say militia, not in there's a militia of girls, but very malicious stuff they do. Mm. That crap was unheard of. I say unheard of, but very rarely done. I mean, man, they're they're evil, evil, yeah. evil. Yeah. You know, um, not all of them. Not all girls are like that. Not yeah. guys. The guys are like that too. I mean, the guys today, man, girls are ruthless. no respect. Yeah, you know, I mean, guys today, young well, men. I, they, these say, ain't young men. These are exactly, little boys. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. The, the problem with guys nowadays is that they aren't being taught how to be a man. Right. You know, they're, you know, you got to conform to the world and you know equal rights and you know, don't get me wrong, I'm, women are definitely equal to men, but let's not try and act like there isn't 
roles that are better suited for one and the other. And so to, to try and play like now every situation is unique. Like sometimes you have more dominant female, less dominant male, and that, that kind of works. But for the most part, it doesn't. You know, women want a leader in the home. They want someone to provide for their family. And if as a man, if you're not doing that, you're going to feel less than. Mm-hmm. And, and that's some of the things that contribute to especially young boys and young men or hopeful men uh, to commit horrible acts, whether it's rape, aggravated assault, murder, mass shootings, whatever. It's because they, they don't feel good about themselves anymore. You know, they, they don't know how to get to that, that next level or how to transition into manhood. Cause I there, can there teach them an example. It's called the United States Marine Corps, army, <laughs> oh, Navy, yeah, yeah. air force, that, that would be. I'll show you some solution. discipline, and I would say that now coming out of there. But there's some examples. Yeah. You don't know what to do with yourself. Do something productive. Yeah. You want to kill somebody? You can do it legally. Go ahead. You'll find out whenever actually somebody's shooting at you, a grown man shooting at you, not a little kid that's unarmed. Right. You're singing a different tune. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit different at that. You know. Point. So, I mean, and you're protecting the world. Yeah, I mean, there's something, so yeah, I'd be noted for. You know, you want to be a hero and get, go, go jump on a grenade and kill yourself instead of trying to get your name in history but for shooting up a bunch of little kids, you pussy. Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. That's, I mean, yeah, I know, you know, I try not to talk like that and stuff like that, but that's what it is, you <laughs> yeah, know I mean? Yeah. That's what these things are. If, if you, you know? are, you are. You Everybody's know, like, oh, I want to be in what? Like, nobody's thinking of you. Yeah. you. And you're a coward anyway. On top of that, you know, like, you go do these stupid things and you're a coward, you freaking shoot yourself. You know, like, come on. Well, there, there's some stats that you want to be remembered for. You're blowing your head off in a hotel, you know, or, or school, whatever. Not quite. Uh, not that one. I was going to say, like, maybe most expensive yacht of all time. I think most people would probably want that title. But you don't want to go down on the history books for being a school shooter. Yeah, but That's look at this. not the kind of attention you want. Yeah, I, well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I get it. You know, yeah. it is. It's a bad way to go down the history books. But yeah. for but the thing of it is. Don't be hit. The, the thing of it is, that's their mindset, though. In some of these situations, they're trying to one-up one up the next yeah. person. Yeah. It's like, yeah. come on, you know. And, you know, it's like you talk about being a man or a woman, you know, either way. Because this is not, for whatever reason, it's predominantly not women shooting up schools. It's, Imagine it's that. kids. It's yeah. guys, males. And, you know, you want a way to, to, to leave a... The legacy is go shoot up a bunch of people. I mean, they're going to be so mad at you, just like we're talking about. How do you charge them? You know, they're going to tell you, just like I said, I'll requote it. It's like, go to hell. You know, that's what they're going to tell you. They don't care about your life anymore. You're not gaining anything here. Well, and to kind of tie that point of what you were saying about the military and stuff and women not being school shooters, you know, they're, how funny is it that there's kind of a translation there that there is way more men that want to join the military than women, number one. And then beyond that, that are capable of shooting another human being uh, dr- dramatically changes from male to female. It's hard, and you know, I mean... So I think it, it's not a coincidence that women don't go into schools and shoot people. Yeah, I mean, it's a hard situation, you know, that, you know, I, you know, very much always in those things I'm very uncomfortable talking about, but I've, I've made kind of a thing to myself because I've had friends of mine, you know, in the military commit suicide you know, that I served with, and, and it's a hard subject, and I always make it a point to, you know, when those issues come up, address them. Don't run from them, you know, because as much as those doctors, you know, they tell you, talk about it, it does help, you know, but, no, it's a very hard decision, and I've seen grown men that couldn't make that decision. It's very yeah. tough, you know, and and so, yeah, so I think women are more, and nothing against it. I think it's great. You know, yeah, women I'm are glad. more, 
men, women are more inclined to think about those type yeah. of things. Um, but they're more, I think they're motherly. That's what they're, I think that's what, you know, people could argue with God, God made them that way. That's what I believe. Yeah. You know, they're, they're more in tune to that feeling and, and the motherly side towards those kids. It's natural. And so I get that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's the way God made us. And, and, you know, my, you know, my wife has recently passed, you know, that was her strong point. She was, she was my kid's saving grace. Because I ain't afraid to tear into somebody. Yeah. And there's many times, you know, there's a lot of restraint um, that my wife, like, you got to, you know, she wasn't cracked the whip, you know, no, you know, none of that stuff. But, yeah, now she helped it takes place. So, there's a lot of times you know, where I... um, you get me to cry on air, you know, <laughs> but, but it's still fresh. You know, this is yeah. like six months old, still tough subjects, but yeah, it's okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to edit it out. I'm not going to clip it out. It's going to be there for people because it's me. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't do this. Life. We don't do this crap, you know, and try to hide from, you know, the words or feelings or anything like that. So exactly. it's out there, you know, but, uh, anyway, so, you know, women have that place and I think it's a, it's a great thing. And I think that men, you know, to some degree, they're, they kind of feel like they're the authoritarian. You know, they are the disciplinary. And to some degree, I think that's the way society used to be. You're the leader. You know, and so, you know, to some degree, there's a lot of this stuff that does fall back, in my opinion, on the man. Yep. And and we all know, we could, and again, we've, we've sketched, skirted that issue before about men being in the house home and how yep. it affects not having both parents and stuff like that. But this is a prime example where, the dads need to step up to the plate and start doing stuff um, and quit making the women have to do it for those that are legitimately, yeah. you know, we said that legitimately There's a single a mom. Married single moms out there. Yeah, totally. And so, you know, they need to do that. So anyway, you know, we, we talked about these things, you know, so again, we kind of got chased that rabbit, not quite down the hole, but so this age, this age group of these kids, you know, that's a hard line to say, what that maturity is, I think there should be some probably. So whenever somebody gets arrested for something, they have to they they screen them to make sure they're mentally competent. Were they mentally? Trial. Yeah. So yeah. to me, part of that process is because I believe if you're going to gripe about something, you propose a solution. One of my solutions to that is you screen them to what capacity should they stand that trial? Yeah. Right. You know. To what extent? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's how you that's how you say, well, yeah, he's 16, but he's freaking got a mindset of a 10 year old right you know or evident. or because the, see the thing yeah. of it is the problem with these arguments is like well they're 17 years old that 17 is freaking smarter than most adults i've met yeah, yeah that's what you I'm know saying. so i mean yeah. there's the yeah. opposite side of these things yeah. that that people are not they're not looking at they're just worried about their little baby and i get it man i could only imagine if my kid did that and i was you know and there were 17 I mean, year olds man, at hard. universities it'd be hard yeah you uh -huh. know so um so yeah, my opinion on it is we should hold them accountable for what they're doing, you know. And and if people don't like that, that's fine. But you know, throw something on the table that's a solution to the problem. Um, and it may be what I said a minute ago. It might be a, 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 some type of juvenile facility that actually does stuff. Because I mean, if it's juvenile facilities I've seen, because I've only seen two, you know, to be fair, I've only seen two. They're a joke, you know, and they're not astronomically that hard to escape from, obviously, because right. people do it all the time. You see it all. You see it on TV all the time. Uh, well, you know, clearly it, it's not a, a simple fix and it's something that generationally year or generation after generation, we have to make a committed effort to make better. And so right. to me, the, the biggest takeaway here is 
parent your children because it, it starts at home. Pay attention to your child and what's going on. And then beyond that, get your child the help that they actually need mentally to think through what they're doing, what they're thinking, what they're consuming, and just be aware. Sure. You know, be aware of current the current environment, the social media environment especially. If you aren't taking your kid's phone and going through it on somewhat of a regular basis, you're doing them a disservice. Right. Uh, and that's not snooping. You know, it, it's your phone, technically. So use it. Use that leverage. Use that power. And, you know, lastly, I would definitely say, you know, for anybody that's listening or watching out there, drop a comment. Let us know what you think. I, I want to know if anybody else is interested in the prison industrial complex. <laughs> right. Because it, it blew me away, man, the fact that you have for-profit prisons. Yeah, that I mean, there's sense. plenty of things, you know. And, and the thing of it is everybody sits on, you know, one, you know, social media aspect, you know. Everybody's, you know, say, yeah, we like what you're saying. You know you're doing good. Well, you know, be a voice too. Post the stuff on there. You know, throw yeah. your voice out there for people. You know, even it may be only fifty people, hundred yeah. people, but other perspectives. You know, don't let the social media fool you. You know, we're on several platforms and several hundreds, several actually more than that now. But oh, you yeah. know, thousands of viewers between all the platforms. So some way your voice is getting heard, and we're not going to take it down. I don't care how bad it. Well, unless you're threatening somebody or something crazy like that. For the most part, we're not taking comments down. Yeah. You know, we may or may not engage them. There's a lot of things we have to filter through every week in, in order to produce this stuff. Right. Um, but, no, I, I encourage people to and, and put your voice out there. Give your opinion on it. And, you know, if you want us to talk about something, I'll throw it on the table again. You know, we, we discussed that. And there was very good topics that was brought up. You know, throw something in there. I'm not saying we're going to do it, but it's definitely worth entertaining, you know, yeah. and looking at for sure. If there's and enough. if you aren't, you need to stop what you're doing right now like and follow us. You know, it, it really does help. It's going to help the podcast grow uh, and get to a point where I can do more than just one a week. Uh, that's my ultimate goal is to talk for a living. Uh, and people can support that. You know, if, if it's great content, if it's something that you like, don't be afraid to share it. No, I hope that people people do do because, you know, that's the thing between there's a lot of other podcasts and they're good. I'm not, I'm not disputing that there's some good ones, there's some bad ones, you know, there is, but you know, the one thing that we will, we will always do and try our best to do is give solid viewpoints really where I think, you know, we fall into this category, what generally people think not everybody, we're not going to please everybody and that's okay. We're not here to try to piss yeah. people off um, and not try to here to make everybody, you know, happy. To, to happy to everybody either. We're, we're stating our opinions on it. And, you know, so we're not afraid to run from that. So either way, and you don't be either. <laughs> right. So, Either way, you know, we've got some pretty good topic coming up next week. Um, Devin will give you an intro into that probably later on. Not tonight. We're going to hold that hold off on that one. But yeah. later in the week, just keep an eye out. You'll see that um, through our social media. It'll be a good hot topic next week as well. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you again next week.